I've discovered I have a whole newfound appreciation for grocery shopping. <laughs> Not only how long it takes and how annoying it can be, but how often you have to go and how expensive it is. Do you trust your kids? Young adults, do you trust your parents? Do you trust that what's happening right now is always for us, no matter how uncomfortable? Welcome to University. I'm Anne-Marie Chiresso, your host. On this week's episode, we're doing a little something different. A few weeks ago, I co-hosted a webinar with New York Times bestselling author Julie Lithgott-Hames, author of How to Raise an Adult. We invited a panel of seven young adults to talk with us about how COVID-19 is impacting them. Over 500 parents joined in to explore how to be with one another in these unprecedented times. This episode compiles together some of the most important topics we discussed specifically. Tune in to hear the voices of our young adult panel on what they most need from the adults in their life right now. Whether you're listening in as a young adult or the parent of a young adult, I hope this episode helps you see more clearly. Remain open to trusting all that's occurring and have a bit more compassion for each other while navigating these uncertain times. I think this is a moment for us as parents and for young adults to sit at the table and acknowledge what's changed and what hasn't changed in our relationships in light of coronavirus. That was the amazing Julie Lithgott-Hames. You'll hear more from her throughout the whole episode. Three things these young adults spoke to struck me as important building blocks, not just for a pandemic, but really always in relationship to one another. Trust, mutual respect, and transparency. Here's some of what we discussed on the webinar about the first building block, trust. I think it's a lot of just trusting us and trusting that we can lay out our path as we go forward. So, you know, the more people you have in a household, the more, I think, individual space everybody's going to need. What was helpful for me coming from my mom and, and my parents were, they sat us down and they said, this is what we need from you. And these are our expectations. And other than that, you know, we're going to treat it like it's regular life. And that kind of gave us the flexibility to, or give me the flexibility to say, well, I'm, I'm just going to be alone in my room for four hours this afternoon because I took care of my responsibilities and I don't want to see anybody because I'm in a house with seven people. In many of our households, uh, we have elderly family members. They can't go out. We might have people who are immunocompromised. They can't go out. Our young adults are often the best people to put out there to go do the grocery shopping. And if you are that young adult who is basically the healthiest, uh, least at risk in your household, for you to step up and say, hey, folks, you know, let me know when it's time to go grocery shopping. I'm happy to take on that task. You know, just to offer those kinds of offers I'm seeing in the chat, somebody said, when our young adults do stuff without making a big deal, it feels amazing and the best gift. Yeah. There's that sense of gratitude and relief, like, oh my gosh, they just offered to do this. That's so awesome. You know, that's the way to really build up the points, you know, that sort of that trust and that like, I'm in this with you, like, I'm going to take on this task. I don't normally sleep until noon ever. I normally wake up pretty early, but it's just the 
fact that I have the ability to do that is like making me indulge in sleeping in every day. But I on myself am like wanting to not do that anymore. No one else is telling me to do that but myself. And I'm like, wow, let's get it together, Sky. <laughs> I think all this just comes back down to trust. I don't have the sleep issue because I'm an aggressive early bird, but I know a lot of my friends have that where they're sleeping in a lot later because they're working from home. So they can literally wake up at 8.55 for a 9 a.m. call and that's chill. But I think it's just like, they're still showing up to the thing they need to show up for. And, you know, we're all functioning adults in some way and have are in control of our own schedules. And so it's just a level of trust of knowing that people will get stuff done even if it's on their own schedule. Our young adult panel remind us how important it is for us to let go and trust them, especially now. Trust is such a foundational quality to build in relationships, pandemic or not. And it's not always easy, especially in high stress times like this, when we're operating from a baseline of fear, right? While we might think we have trust, there's a certain part of us that operates from fear. And if we're not aware, we can easily slip into fear-based control patterns that cause disconnection, drama, conflict. So this is why our self-awareness practices are fundamental to building strong relationships with our kids and planting the seeds for launching them into adulthood. And trust and transparency is the foundation of mutual respect. How can we respect one another in these times? Key question, right? And that leads us to our second building block of quality relationships. Here's some of what we discussed on the webinar about respect. I think the other part of this is like trying to find things that you can do like with your family as well. So whether it's like doing dinner together or like you rotate someone cooking or helping out, I think it starts with your parents, but I do think some of the responsibility also falls on us. I think for me coming back home, like I realized that there's a lot of things that my mom probably needs help with. And yes, I have school and I have other things going on, but the flexibility of classes is that you can sometimes listen to lecture at like midnight. So if your parents are sleeping really, really early, I've learned to like respect that too. So I think that some of it also falls on us. So I do want parents to like be assured that like sometimes when I'm not with my family, I am thinking I could help, but I'm just really swamped with work right now and I can't do it. So some of it is also realizing that I should maybe be communicating where I'm at also. And if they need that to be clear, then like maybe like, you know, respectfully kind and in a way that doesn't seem like you're like, being like a helicopter parent, right? Like saying that, like, what's going on? Like, is there something that you need from me too? Because I really just want to genuinely help you given everything that's going on. You know, Shani, you touched upon an issue a lot of attendees are trying to get at, which is, okay, awesome. We want to respect your independence, your need for privacy, you have your own things going on. And the questions I'm seeing are, what about respecting the parents' needs? How does that fit in? How would young adults prefer for it to be handled when they're not respecting the house norms or one person in the group thinks differently. So let's segue to your advice about, you know, addressing the people beyond you in the household that you're sharing. What's the best way to kind of navigate, you know, these sensitivities? Parents are asking you to respect a certain perspective or a set of behaviors, a set of norms. Give us your feedback on that. When we were talking about stress, like I didn't really like relate that much because my stress was when I was alone in New York having to like figure stuff out 
And then I came home and like my mom buys groceries and like I don't have to pay my rent like here. I think my respect comes from knowing like my mom is taking on a lot right now as a parent. And I think it's important as a parent to like tell your kids that because a lot of times your kids don't realize all the stuff that goes in to like creating a household that you know feels like a home. So I think that's important. Like if you're a parent and you don't feel like you're getting the respect, my mom will be quick to tell you like, you know, all these groceries you see right here, like you didn't get those, like these lights right now, like they can go off real quick. Especially if your kids are older and they've been out the house for a little bit, I think they can understand. I completely agree. And I think that now that I am an adult, the things that my parents have been trying to teach me to do, like do stuff without them asking has gone a long way. Like putting the dishes away without them asking or like helping with yard work without making a fuss about it. It's really just, I think that's something for like the young adult in the situation, working together with your parents just makes everything a lot easier and like a lot less stress and the parents have a lot more gratitude back which like lowers the overall stress and I think we feel more gratitude like not having to pay for rent and not having to buy groceries that it makes things a lot easier to work together. Just to continue what Sky was saying I think for me a really important way of recognizing what my parents do for me in the house has been taking initiative. So like whether it's cooking dinner or putting away the dishes or like uh, folding the laundry, something like that. And I think it's also been a good way for me to sort of prove that even though I'm living at home now, I've still like had practice being an adult at school. We cannot respect one another if we don't trust one another. And trust goes both ways. It's a two-way street. Another way we teach our kids we can't trust them is by protecting them from their uncomfortable feelings, which comes from us not knowing how to be with our uncomfortable feelings and withholding our truths from them. Here's what Julie said in a podcast conversation we had a few months ago that feels relevant all the time. They've been prevented from having their own feelings because we've been there to make sure that their feelings are sorted out. Like we've intervened whenever kids were getting upset with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kind of smoothed the path and handled the difficult things. So in some ways we've said for you to have a sad or bad feeling is so catastrophic. We're never going to let it happen. Right. <laughs> so we've made them fear what might actually happen if they do have feelings and we've undercut their chances to cope with feelings because they've never had the feelings to cope with. Right. Mm-hmm. So we've done this to them. Often as parents in an effort to protect our kids, no matter how old they are, we withhold our own fears and concerns to try and protect them from their uncomfortable feelings. Now, while this makes sense, we're trying to protect them and we want to appear strong. We forget how intuitive they are and they can sense when we're not being authentic, when we're not aligned. Hell, I think Half the time, we're unaware of our own fears and concerns because we're so busy doing. You know, one of the gifts of the shelter in place is this opportunity to slow down, be with, and face our own experience. We can't really run from it anymore. But if we truly want to help our kids learn to adult, modeling emotional intelligence through self-awareness is fundamental to building trust. We can't teach our kids to understand their emotions and feelings if we're uncomfortable with and don't know how to be with our own. So we have three things to learn here. One, how to be with our own uncomfortable feelings. Two, 
how to reveal ourselves honestly when we're aware of them, and three, how to let our kids be with their uncomfortable feelings. Which leads me to our final building block, transparency. Here's what they said about showing up honestly and authentically and how that helps to continue to build that foundation of trust and mutual respect. The big thing thing for me is definitely transparency, whether that be with how you as parents are processing everything going on in the world. Being open with me has been really helpful. My mom and, and my stepdad I'm staying with have been super open about uh, not only what's going on in the house and how they want to manage the house, but their fears about the world. As crazy as that sounds, that helps put everything in perspective because when I don't feel like there's transparency, I feel like there's a really big issue that I can't know about. That creates fear that, that might not be needed. I have talked to a lot of my friends and we all sort of just feel a sense of grief. And it took a while for us to notice that that was this feeling. It's like grief for the life you thought you would have, grief for spending time with other people, with your friends, grief for, you know, going to events that you bought tickets for and all that's just gone. Grief for where you live, you know, if it's Australia or New York or whatever. So just when you think about that, knowing that maybe that leads to needing to sleep a little bit more or needing to not change out of your sweats for five days and things like that. And just kind of allowing that space and then maybe breaching the conversation. If you feel comfortable to say, Hey, you know, how are you feeling today? How are you handling what the most recent news is today? Or just saying, I'm here for you when you need or want to talk on your own schedule. When we learn to be with our uncomfortable feelings like fear or sadness, we can model for our kids what it looks like to be authentic and emotionally intelligent. This in turn creates a safe space that they can trust when they need a place to express uncomfortable feelings. And modeling and compassion in the end is what it's really all about. If we can model trust, respect, emotional intelligence, and compassion, this can be a beautiful roadmap for supporting one another in times of crisis and everyday life and create a space for us all to learn from one another. After all, we're all just trying to figure out this thing called life. And as parents, to be humble about the fact that we're not perfect, we don't know what we're doing, we're trying our best, and sometimes we screw up. I am too often below the line, to use Anne-Marie's beautiful (laughs) paradigm. I'm too often below the line. I was just below the line last night with my daughter. And when I notice that, I try to go back hours later and say, I am so sorry. I was not at my best. Here was the fear that was going on for me. I'm really working on this. When I show up with that humility in the life of my young adults, I just get so much back from them. It's like our relationship just boom, goes to the next level. And I'm trying to model that this is what we do when we act out, because sometimes they're the ones acting out, let's be real, you know, right? But I'm trying to be a good role model for the things I know are right. And that's, I think for all the adult, the grown up, older adults on the call, let's try to keep that in mind so that we can be the parents these young adults need and deserve. Everyone, adult or young adult, just cut yourself some slack. We're all just doing the best we can in all of our moments, not even in Corona moments, but just in our everyday moments. Being human is hard. So do your best, forgive yourself, have kindness and compassion for yourself and others.
You know what this pandemic and these young adults have really reminded me is something I've come to learn over and over and over again in my 21 year parenting career. How can I continue to learn to open to trusting all that's occurring and simply stop resisting what is no matter what it is? We can't control things anyway. And the trick is it really takes a slowing down and maybe getting quiet and listening more closely with an open mind and from an open heart. Now that really sounds like adulting to me. So I want to thank our young adult panel for their wisdom, their courage, their honesty, and their authenticity. And a big shout out to Julie Lithcott-Hames for being in this conversation with me and for doing so with such a big, open, compassionate heart, I just adore you and appreciate the work you're doing in the world. And speaking of compassion, I would love for you to join me, Julie, and my stepdaughter, Lori Archibald, on May 13th at 1130 Pacific Time, 230 Eastern Time, for a webinar exploring compassionate listening. Lori and I talk about what it means to listen compassionately on next week's episode, So be sure to check it out and don't forget to register for the webinar in the link in the show notes. That's your homework for this week. Okay, that's all for now. May you breathe easily, take it one moment at a time, and keep doing the things you love. I'll see you next time. The university's executive producer is Tyler Green of thestoryproducer.com. This podcast is also produced and edited by Katie Clarkson. The university team also includes Marsha Craig, Ashwath Narayanan from Culture Media, Adam Harris, and Kim Redding. University is a production of Bring It Home, founded by Anne-Marie Chiresso. You can find out more at A-N-N-M-A-R-I-E-C-H-E-R-E-S-O dot me. Or follow us at Anne-Marie Chiresso on Instagram. And finally... Don't forget to subscribe to this show on your favorite podcast app and write us a review. It really does help us have more of an impact in the world. Thanks so much for listening in, and I look forward to seeing you next time.